0: Democratic Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi, former House Speaker. Madam Speaker, uh, thank you for being with us. So the former president is trying to rewrite history, ludicrously now claiming you were behind the insurrection at the Capitol, saying he should have total immunity. (laughs) You've seen a lot of presidents up close. If a president had total immunity, as Trump claims, what would that mean? What would that actually look like?
1: That would mean that... Hi, Anderson, nice to be with you. Uh, That would mean that this president thinks that he is above the law. And I think that uh, he is on trial for certain things. I think the Supreme Court is on trial as well, to see if they would uphold the decision of the D.C. Uh, District Court and—well, and, the four votes to hear it, five votes for a stay. How could they possibly give a stay for justice to proceed? How could they possibly— give a stay. So this is really, again, he always thought he was above the law. He's trying to make that a case. That's not what our founders had in mind. They knew there could be a rogue president. I don't think they thought there could be a rogue Supreme Court as well. Do
0: Do you have confidence in the Supreme Court? I mean, Should Clarence Thomas have recused himself, given his wife's activities?
1: Absolutely. Well, he should have for a long time. But the rules of the Senate, the protocols of the Senate are such that they really are not living up to a high ethical standard. And uh, he should have been recusing himself. But they say their rule is that it's up to the person to recuse themselves. They have no peer pressure or anything uh, to to address that. But his wife is so involved in everything that was happening on January 6th, bragging about it. And there he is.
0: I spoke to former Governor Chris Christie last week. He said he thinks it's likely the former president will be accepting his party's nomination in July as a convicted felon. Do you think Trump will actually stand trial mm-hmm. before the election?
1: Who knows? Uh, this is a person who's not, whose sanity is not on the level, thinks he's above the law. He's a national security risk. And just listen to his own words about encouraging Putin to invade countries that may not have paid what he thinks they should pay uh, for NATO dues, and that we will not honor our responsibility to NATO, uh, Title V, to to protect them, just as they joined in protecting us after 9-11. We would not honor our commitment to them. So we're dealing with somebody who's not on the level. The, the extraordinary We're not on a level legally, not on a level security, not on a level personally.
0: The extraordinary thing about that, about Trump saying that he encourages Russia to attack NATO countries, Marco Rubio, who was asked about it by Jake Tapper, said he had no concerns about that. Other Republicans d- didn't bat an eye. I mean, what is this? It seems like an extraordinary statement for somebody who was a president and wants to be a president again. What would that do I mean, to America's standing in the world, to America's strength? In the world?
1: Well, it would be, uh, as I say, it would—look, it's not just alone. At the same time, in the same period of time, the president is talking about Nikki Haley's husband, who's on duty in the Horn of Africa and dismissing that of, where is he? Why isn't he here? Well, if you—one of us had a, um, a friend, a, a family member or something who was on duty in service to our country and was treated with that in that manner, something's wrong there. And then same thing with our own obligations as a president. I can't speak to what Nick Ru- uh, Marco Rubio is thinking about this. You'll have to ask him. But what I'm saying to you is this: now, this is this is dangerous. I um I have the privilege of being invited to the Munich conference, Munich Security Conference, this coming weekend. Usually we have at least ten percent. Of the Congress that goes there, House and Senate, Democrats and Republicans, in a very bipartisan way, to talk about our security, our mutual security, our transatlantic relationship, the commitment to NATO, our friendship with the EU, and the rest. And people now have expanded to come from other parts of the world, not just Europe and the United States and Canada. And uh, but how do we even hold our heads up when we haven't we haven't passed the legislation to fund Uh, Ukraine to fight Putin, Ukraine courageously, courageously fighting for their democracy and ours. The countries of Europe bordering Ukraine and bordering Russia know that they're at risk. And then we have a president saying invade them if they haven't done what I think they should do. He also did that when he was president. So it it is, uh, to your question, yes. Uh, yes, it, it, it's not a good sign about America's commitment to global security.
0: As you know, the Senate was working. And
1: again, we have to show the difference that, that not everybody agrees with this. Even some Republicans don't agree. You name one person. But I, I think there are many Republicans who have someone ease with this.
0: As you know, the Senate was working through the weekend to try to make progress on a foreign aid bill with assistance to Ukraine and Israel. Do you think Speaker Johnson yes. will bring that bill to the House floor if it passes the Senate?
1: Well, he says no, but uh, let's just see when it passes the Senate. Public sentiment is saying, what, what is going on here? You know, what is going on here? Now, one thing that, about all of that that is really sad is that the president, President Biden, for a long time, has had in that le- legislation uh, humanitarian assistance to people in, the, in Gaza. And that would be at risk as well. Ukraine—it's a, a moral responsibility. I mean, it's in our interest to help Ukraine. It's in our interest to help Ukraine. The aid to Israel is something that we're committed to, but we also have are concerned about the hostages, and we're concerned about the people of Gaza and their need for humanitarian assistance. This is not how uh, resol- conflict should be resolved in this way, with people, innocent civilians dying in that in those numbers. But they do need humanitarian assistance, but that's being held up as well.
0: The, the Speaker Johnson has said he will not bring it bring it up.
1: Our leader, Hakeem Jeffries, said that he is not, uh, has not ruled out using a discharge petition, which is a parliamentary maneuver, to try to bring a bill to the floor and also to just see where all of the Republicans are on this, because we've had over 300 votes for assistance to Ukraine, but strong bipartisan support for that in the Congress. So this isn't a partisan issue in in most respects, but it is, uh, you saw the other day, they brought up two bills they didn't have the votes for. What do you think of Speaker
0: Johnson? I mean, you, you would not have brought up bills you didn't have the votes for.
1: Never, never. But um, what I say is, I mean, I, I wish him well. He's the Speaker of the House. I wish him well. I wish we could find a path. I offered help any way I could. But um, I think the Republicans wanted Trump as their Speaker. And Did you offer to help him count votes? That. <laughs> well, you know... You, you, uh, the thing about it is—I'll just use this word that is really lacking on the Republican side, both in the Congress and with what's-his-name, used to be president—respect. Respect, Respect your, your members. Listen to their concerns. Build your consensus. And then you come to the floor with the votes. But you don't come to the floor without the votes and then say, oh, I thought, I thought it was going to be different. No, this is objective numbers objective numbers. And then, in terms of respect, the president doesn't respect the Congress. He doesn't—well, I don't know what he— his attitude is to the court, he appointed them, I guess he expects them, they, they owe him or something. He doesn't respect our global relationships. He doesn't respect our commitment to NATO. So it, it's a lack of respect across the board, personally, politically, globally, and in so many ways. And I just wish it were different. I pray for the president all the time. I pray that he would open his heart to wisdom, his mind to wisdom, his heart to goodness, but um, it's a hard sell.